This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What is up, guys? It has been a minute uh, since June, actually. Uh, it well, is... it's been kind of hot down there. Oh, my gosh. It was 112 yesterday. And... I mean, something tells me you're not skeet shooting at 112 degrees. No. No, you're not. Because everything, like at 112 degrees, you're out in the sunshine, or, you know, sunshine. And everything's hot. You pick up your gun, it's hot. You pick up shells, they're hot. Everything's hot. It burns. It's not fun. You're sweating profusely. Uh, it, it's It's not... It's not a great time outside. So I, it's. <laughs> I mean, plus you're in the field. You got to wear long pants. Oh I, my god, yeah, because the bugs will eat you alive if you don't, and then you're just sweating if you do, and then you know, like it's it's hot and dry, so all of the reptiles are out as well. Um, and <laughs> and here I was just thinking the wor- the worst thing was driving home with swamp ass. No. No, that would be that would be great if that was the only thing you're worried about. Because like you go into to the bush to set up a, uh, or you know to the brush to set up a target or something like that, and over to the side you're, you know, you're like ah, this is a place where I should not be. Um, I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> Nature is go away symbols. Yes, I'm not messing with a death noodle. It is not uh, not when not when I can't see them. <laughs> You know, like, I, I, like if we were, if I could see him and I got a loaded shotgun, we're good, okay? But I can't see him. We're in his. John Doe has the upper hand now. Um, that's a seven reference for those of you too young to know what that is. Um, I don't, I don't want to know where he is if he's in the field. So yeah, I, it's just not a fun time. Uh, so I have not been shooting outside. But I did, uh, I did do some some rain shooting, which is air conditioned, and uh, uh-huh. I have been in the morning time uh, when I wake up because uh, you can do it in the backyard. Um, I have been shooting archery uh, a fair amount, so I have those two things yeah. to talk about. But you, I see you've been very very proud of your targeting with the archery, which I, from I what been. I've seen. You, you've been pulling off some Robin Hood shit. Uh, it, it's it's been pretty good. I've been I've been learning a lot with that, and I have a system and a method now, which we'll go into in uh, just a second here. But my favorite thing, and honestly, the impetus for doing the cast this morning <laughs> happened earlier this week. And Jake, what what happened? Actually, last week. What happened last week that uh, precipitated this this particular podcast today? Well, uh, sorry, I had a cat leap on my shoulder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the one that Beef is so happy that I seem to really like. But, um, <laughs> but uh, and most be anybody who's listened to this has re- remembered that. I had a HNK P30 SK, which is um, the subcompact version of this of the firearm. Indeed, and I re and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, and I gave it up because one of the people at the gun store had convinced me to go ahead and buy the full size version because I wasn't going to carry it. Therefore, I might as well have the one with that carries 17 rounds instead of 10. 
so that I can enjoy it at the range. Sure. Makes a lot of sense. Seemed like a very logical concept to me. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I bought it. And in the process of realizing I now had two P30s in my safe, I, in fact, traded my P30 to Sean. In fact, you did. Mm -hmm. Who, therefore, ended up selling it to his father. Actually, that's not... Exactly. Okay, accurate. I'll rephrase. His father stole it and eventually paid him for it. There, uh, there you go. No, that's exactly okay. what happened. <laughs> We're going with semantics here, but yes. <laughs> that's exactly what happened, yes. Well, uh, the story then progresses because the P30 ended up just sitting in my safe for probably about a year. Um, I, you know, when the couple of times that I've managed to go to the range, I've been m- mainly shooting my 22. And then putting a uh, magazine or two through my carry gun, which is a SIG P365, as once again, anybody who knows, who's listened to this knows. Well, I finally had a range day with my brother, so I brought out all the toys, or at least the ones that were legal. Um, uh, Hello, ATF. Um, (laughs) Exactly. uh, And... Uh, so it, the, I played with my 22 for a while, and I looked at the P30, and I went, you know what? I haven't had a chance to shoot this bad boy yet. And it was absolutely, stunningly bad. I mean, I, I, it took me two magazines, and it was kind of like I thought maybe just I hadn't shot you know, as much 9mm lately and because aim and shooting is an acquired and needed to be refreshed skill. It's mm-hmm. not what it, it does fade. Indeed it does. I thought that's where I was and I walked back and I'm and I just kind of started shaking my head looking at it and I looked up at my brother and went, I couldn't hit shit. And he looked at me back and went, I wasn't gonna be the one to say it. <laughs> that's a that's that's a brother. Yeah. I'm I'm familiar with those, yeah. Uh, so I, I put it down and I grabbed my SIG P320, which is the more full-sized uh, SIG, uh, and went back out onto the range and shot normal. I mean, and I'm, I will never claim to be an expert marksman by any stretch of the imagination, but it wasn't as bad as I mean, I could I could hit the target. And I came back and just looked down at the P30 and went, I hate this. <laughs> I really hate this. <laughs> Which but, but caught me by surprise was is the fact that the SK, I absolutely loved. But the full-size one, I hate this. And I actually was in a different gun store just because it was one that I saw on my way home from work um, uh, this past week. And I walked in, and I was talking to them about it, and um, the the guy behind the counter went, yeah, the, there's actually is a very big difference in the grips between the SK and the full-sized. And I went, really? He went, yeah, you're not the first person to come in and have this problem. So, yeah, I've had a gun sitting in my safe for a year, and it's like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't take long, though. Isn't that funny? Well, then, like, but, but, but even the best part about it was, so I texted Sean after the whole thing was said and done. I'm like, so does your dad want to trade the SK for a full-sized one? And the response I get back was, nope, he hates that one, too. <laughs> well, that's the reason he didn't think he was going to like the uh, the SK, because he'd shot the full-size before. And he's like, I hate that guy. 
And so as I normally do, if he really hates something, I try and get him to shoot it, right? So when the SK came in, I was like, come on. Oh, come on. Come on. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'll put it on the castle. Tell everybody how you hate it and you're, crunk, you know, and you're cranky old man and all that kind of stuff. And then he didn't hate it. Uh, <laughs> the SK. He loved the SK. And then he borrowed it. Quote, I'm using finger quotes. He borrowed it. And then it just never came back. Like, eventually, when I got annoyed, <laughs> and Jake's like, don't let him take it. He's never going to bring it back. Well, hey, you know what? At least you made out actually pretty well on that deal. I did. I made out okay, because he did bring, like, a couple of months ago, actually. He, he without, because I was getting annoyed. Well, not really annoyed, but I, I was, like, bugging him more. Like, hey, when you bring in my gun back. You know, because uh, it was shooting season, and he and I knew because I'd seen pictures from my mom and our our friend, you know, his friends and stuff like that. I've seen him at the range shooting it with his friends, and I'm like, why do you always bring my gun? You know, like why don't you bring that back? You know, and uh, so finally one day, without word or ceremony, he just drove over to my house. I met him at the door. He's like, hey, I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? And he's like, here you go. And handed me a stack of cash for it. And I'm like, <laughs> which was more than fair, like a fair amount, you know? And I'm uh, like, that, 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 that was the part that kind of caught me guard. It wasn't like he tried to like give you a hundred bucks and went, I'm just going to keep it. No, he gave me a fair amount of money minus the $60 strap he gave me to tide me over. But still, it was a good amount of money for that firearm. And I'm like, oh my God, he loves that gun. And I'm like, what did you do to it? He goes, absolutely nothing. The way Jake had it was perfect. And I'm like, like he had the same handle configuration you had, you know, with the back strap and the side plates. He had the same, like all of it. He kept everything exactly the same. And that's just his gun now. That's what he uses. That is his self-defense gun. That is his carry if he's carrying. It's it's He keeps it in his in his nightstand. Like, that's his gun. He put a light on it, but other than that, that's it. He's like, it's perfect in every way. I'm like, uh, wow. Well, the other thing in in the gun store is they had a used one from a collector who's never shot it. <laughs> and um, though I didn't have everything with me and I couldn't come back right away, it's almost, an, when I asked him about what he might be willing to offer me for the one I had, it, it's going to be real close to an even-up trade. So I unfortunately am going to be out of town this entire week. If I can get back there on Friday and it's still there, which I don't think it will be because it's that good of a price. But if it is still there, I'm going to trade back for one. I I can understand that. I can understand yeah. that. I don't yeah. particular. I, I I understand for trading for something you like. I didn't wasn't in love with that one as much as you guys were. I like it, and don't get me wrong, it is a quality quality firearm it's probably the most quality in a nine millimeter i've ever actually held that's that's not specifically like a twenty two hundred dollar you know uh uh custom job you know uh, something like that um but just pure mass manufacture is probably one of the best nine millimeters i've ever held as far not as not the full size yeah not the full size <laughs> but the sk um, it, it's really, well, really nice. Once I actually, you know, put the, the, the backstrap and the side plates on it that got it comfortable for myself, 
and it, it was one of the guns that fit my hand the best. I even love the fact that it's got the paddle trigger uh, magazine release versus the push button. Yeah, my dad uh, does so some, too. Some people hate that. I mean, just loathe it. Blana normally does, but he's like, it just falls into your hand. Well, n- not only that, but, you know, I, to normally, because with the stubby-ass fingers that I have, I normally have to adjust the firearm to reach the button. Uh, with this, I just stick out my trigger finger and push down on the lever, and it just pops it right out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, I wish I could get that on my SIG. I mean, but unfortunately, they don't do it that way. And the worst part about it is even some of the newer HKs don't do it that way. But it, it was it, it's kind of like, dude, I, I love that thing. And if I can get it back, I will. I and you kind of have that history with HKs though. <laughs> Every well, time you get one, you get well, rid see, of it. See, I tried the VP9. It's and, a fantastic gun. Uh, well, the problem the problem with it is, is, and it wasn't a problem with the firearm at all. It was a problem with cheap ass Walmart ammo. Right. You you loaded 380 in it and thought it was the gun's fault. Yeah. Now that being said, I did figure out one thing though is that if you buy a thousand rounds of twenty two the week before you're going to the range and you leave them in your hot ass van for a week, oh yeah, had some issues, um, did you? Yeah, it, it, we had some feeding issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. That's good. That's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but both the uh, the Ruger 10.22 and the Taurus just were not feeding well. And finally, I looked at one of the rounds before I popped it in, and it almost looked like the tip of it was going to the actual um, uh, lead copper tip. It was actually starting to turn green. Mm-hmm. And, and it was kind of like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have left those in the van. <laughs> it was kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. they, they may have, like, flexed a bit. <laughs> they, they may not be the same shape they left the factory in. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that happens. And if that TX twenty two has problems feeding something, it's the ammo, not the gun. Because I've seen those things like they are the favorite well, twenty two of Texas right now. And well, oh well, my hell, god, even, that thing eats even, everything. Even a Ruger ten twenty two will usually eat anything. Oh yeah, no, that's a that's a yard dog, man. It just eats anything. Oh, like, and, and I. And I decided what I'm going to do with that. I'm I'm actually just going to. I figured out that I can just take and put a 16 inch barrel on it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, because right now it's got a 10 inch barrel with a fake suppressor on the end of it. <laughs> I can go and and I've actually found like um, uh, 16 inch like even like the bowl barrel so that it'll actually still look cool. Yeah. Because because looking cool is is important. Well, in a 22, and this is just my personal opinion, if it's a 22 <laughs> that you're playing with, okay, that you're just taking to the range, you're just plinking or doing target shooting with or something like that, or or shooting rats or prairie dogs or something like that, half the thing, okay, half the experience is looking cool, okay? That's like that's kind of why. That's why I have a buck mark with a seven and a half inch or seven <laughs> and a quarter inch barrel and rosewood grip, grips and a gold trigger. It's not because I need that. My dad's tactical buckmark, which I bought from him, um, is is fine. It works fine, but it's not the big, dirty, hairy-looking version, and I like that better. Uh, same gun, <laughs> but I like the big bull barrel with the big, long thing. You know, It makes it look like you're playing Goldeneye, and I, I appreciate that. Well, the the way it's set up right now, it looks like you're, uh, you know, storming the uh, uh, with a bunch of special forces people with the little like, 
um, silence gun. And, and the fact that if you, if in God forbid you actually put subsonic ammo in it, it's so quiet and so easy that you're almost like, did I shoot? Ooh, ding. Okay. Yes, I planked. Yeah, no, I did. I did. I, I made it, did a thing. It did the thing. See, that's cool. I, th- that's like, if you're doing 22s and you're shooting a 22 that you don't think looks cool, you have done this incorrectly. You really have, because there's well, no other reason to have one. I, I will say that my groupings are getting smaller with the 9mm after playing as much with the little TX-22 as I have, because it's really kind of let me get my grip and my aim and stuff like that. And the worst part about it is is that I'm actually starting to get better at three-dot sights to the point where I may have to swap the slide back out again <laughs> on my carry gun with, with the three-dot sights versus the recessed um, bullseye dot. You know, it makes a difference that practicing. Uh, it's it's a thing, man. <laughs> See, I've been practicing frontside shooting, um, just because you know, just combat frontside shooting um, uh, recently with like 380 and nine millimeter and stuff. Whoa, which leads me into my my story. Oh, oh, let me throw in one other thing for you, just because I I I think you might find it cool, especially because you've been looking for one, and you like me tend to be cheap. Um, one of the things I saw when I was in the gun store the other day is uh, Gerson has actually finally gone and made a a, um, uh, a a clone of the cheetah. I've seen that. Not 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 like the cheetah that you have, but like the, yeah, new, the new one. Cheetah. Yeah, I saw that the other day at the uh, at the range. Uh, somebody had one, and uh, I, which also leads into my story. Um, so I mentioned that it's hot in Texas right now. It's 112 during the day. It's middle August. This is what we call hell hell month. And uh, you don't want to be outside, so you go to... I just call hell. Oh, my God. It's, it's just crap, dude. It's not fun. I can, I, can, I can just imagine getting off a plane, looking around and going, is this hell? <laughs> <laughs> like Yosemite Sam, it's powerful hot in here. Is this Dallas? No, but you're close. Um I went to the range because it's air conditioned, right? So we took, I took my Buckmark, which is cheap to shoot, right? I took my Cheetah and uh, I took the Taurus, uh, the Taurus G3C. Because we were going and, and kind of like you, it's like you bring what you got, right? And, and uh, we go out and I shoot the Taurus for a little bit, make sure it's good, still good. I, uh, I go and uh, shoot the buckmark for a while while everybody's blowing through their expensive ammo and i i blow through like two three hundred rounds of 22 and you just don't care right because it's cheap and uh relatively speaking and we get to the end of the day and i pull out the cheetah which i don't like 380s not cheap to shoot um but i love that cheetah so much and i and i needed to practice with it anyway so i did and then we started because uh, we were with uh, some other people and, and all that stuff, and, and this guy likes to to try other stuff. So he bought a day pass for all of us uh, at this gun club. To We got to try any one of 10 or 15, whatever it is, guns, handguns. So one of the guns available was the Cheetah 80X. And I was like, and I am going to shoot that. And I loaded it because I, I love my cheetah and I loaded it up and I hate it. Uh, Seriously, I do. It's not right. Uh, let me let me explain. All right. One, 
Um, the cheetah that I have is the 85F. Okay, it was made in the nine. My particular version was made in the nineties. It is a single stack. For those of you who do not remember uh, or care, it is a single stack, um, three eighty, which is lovely in every way, and I love it to death. But what I have found is that the eighty X Cheetah, the new one, has several things about it that I don't like. But one of them. I find is kind of a problem for me. Uh, the sights are not a problem. It's it's the same, the exact same action. Okay, so that didn't change. Um, the new one doesn't have a uh, magazine cutoff. Mine does. Uh, I consider that a good safety feature. The the magazine cutoff. A lot of people don't like it. Who who carry nowadays? They they consider that a detriment. So that was the thing. I was like, eh, I can take it or leave it. It's no big deal. But the thing that got me, and which is really surprising to me is the back strap on the 80X is straight. It's just straight down, like 1911 style, just straight. And all the other cheetahs, every single one of them has a palm swell on the back strap. And what it does is, even in a 380, allows you to manage the recoil and the kickback a lot better and stay on target a great deal easier, at least to me. Because when I held that that ADX, I could not keep the same freaking pattern with it that I can with my old Cheetah. I just couldn't do it. It's it's it, and I know it's in the handle. I know it's in that straight handle. So if they ever make a version of the ADX, and I'm sure they will because it's a very popular pistol now, that either has a wraparound grip where it creates a palm swell or or uh, you know back backstrap kind of curve to the bottom. And you're not willing to put just like a hog grip on it? They don't make one for that one yet. Oh. Yeah. Which is why I was like, eh. So I, like, well, okay, it, cool. Uh, did you look at the price tags on those things, though, these days? Holy crap, it's expensive. Yeah, that's why I was looking at the Gerson one. And that's what made me figure out it was the Gerson, because it actually looks so much like the standard um, Cheetah that I, when I looked at the price and went, that can't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they want even around here um for just the flat black one not the bronze and black one like the 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 um initial launch model not the the pretty ones or anything like that they want 800 bucks plus tax for that thing yeah and i like look i love i love my cheetah i do i love it it is my favorite handgun. I still carry it. I've been carrying it for a year or two now. It is all I carry. It is a wonderful, wonderful gun. I can't pay $800 for... Now, it's... Don't get me wrong. The ADX is a great gun, and a lot of people love it, and a lot of people love the straight-back grip because it feels like a shrunk-down M9, and they're like, oh, this is wonderful. But to me, the that swell in the back strap just just allows me to control it a lot easier. Well, it's just, it's putting, it's pushing the uh, recoil into the right spot in your hand. Right. And for which, me, which is actually the complaint that I would have had if I would have been able to verbalize it with the P30 full size, <laughs> the, the recoil wasn't going in the right place for me. Right. And you're like, this is uncontrollable and, and it affects your pattern, right? It affects your shot and you don't like it. And it's, it's not, 
right. <laughs> it's just not right. Oh, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's, I don't like this at all. And it doesn't take long for you to figure it out. And I tried. I tried so hard. Actually, the, the the one that I always come back to with this one is because I'm usually so happy to be at the range to begin with. It's more like data trying the drink. I hate this. <laughs> yeah. No, I hate this. Now, here's the thing about the Gerson, right? The the same version because they do make a um I think it's called a compact MC. Like the full size one I think is called the Regard. Yes. And the the uh the smaller version I think is the uh I think it's the compact MC or whatever. I, I, see, I, I didn't. I didn't actually look at the naming of it. All I saw was the price and then the brand, and went, oh, "Okay, that makes sense." And now, then kept on going because it wasn't what I was there to look for. Right. Of course. Of course. Because um, there's the R9 series that, which is the the basically the um, and and people love those, but I don't like them. You know, I like them. I do. I like them. They're flashy, which you know I love. Yes. Right. Um, they're they work very well. But if I was going to go for a standard um, uh, Turk, Turkish made Turkish gun, I think I'd probably go with the, now we all pronounce them Kanik, but I think it's actually supposed to be referred to as Janik. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> but, I, but, I did not know that. They're all imported by the. Excuse me, the same people. But you know, the the, the Kanik is actually an excellent firearm. Um, I've never really experimented with them. Now, I personally don't find them. It's one of the few guns that I would look at and go, yeah, that's just not attractive enough for me. <laughs> uh, but but the uh, the guy that uh, my brother brought with him to the range this past weekend actually had one. And it shoots nice. It's just, you know, it's not what I want to look at. And, and you... You know, the one thing I learned from you is that you you have to be able to look at your gun and pet it while you're watching TV. Yeah, pretty much. Um, if you don't if you don't love to look at it and you don't love to to just sit there with it in your lap unloaded and just say, oh look at this, then you have bought the wrong firearm. Unless it's a duty weapon, okay. Unless it was issued to you or it's a duty weapon or something like that. But if you bought this to play with, um, no, like it. <laughs> like it you're supposed to like this thing right this is you spent a lot of money on this and you're going to spend even more on the ammunition and the upkeep and all the rest of the accessories and the holster and everything else why have why carry a crap gun like that or one that you don't like like the smith and wessons for example yes. are like that for me that it's it's six hundred dollar at the time it was you know four to six hundred dollars worth of bland and yes. i was like Ugh. I mean, there's yeah, nothing they, they, wrong with it. Well, no, the M&P series is an excellent firearm. It's just not what I want. It's just, bleh, you know, it's just kind of. <laughs> I, and, and I think a lot of people felt that way. Why buy the same for the same or, or you know, a little bit, the you know, more money? There's there's wildly more interesting options out there let's do one of those, you know, that's makes a lot of sense to me. 
Um, now, you know my love of pretty toys, so, I mean, of course I'm going to say that. But I think a lot of the firearm-going public agrees with me on certain aspects of that. Now, um, the one thing I will say is there is such a thing for me as a gun can be made pretty by its ugliness. And, and I think I know where you're going. And, and let me explain. There I, is there is an embodiment of that attitude, which I, is I think I know where you're going. Which is they, coming they out soon. Yep. They released it. Oh, did they release it? Did they finally release the damn thing? They re, they released it, but it's um it, you can't find one anywhere yet. But I they, haven't it seen It is technically one. released. Oh, it is so good. Now. <laughs> Now, now here's the problem, okay? Now, I have just waxed poetic about how good something needs to look. But there is the, the converse of that, <laughs> is that it can look so ugly, but be functional and cheap, and it makes it desirable to me as well. Now, Jake and I actually agree on this wholeheartedly. <laughs> Because we both want to take old, crappy cars and just fix them up and make them beautiful. You know, like we, like our dream, would we, should we ever live in the same area? We're going to find the nastiest, crappiest gremlin we can find. Oh, and, no, no, you, you, you've got the gremlin. I've got the, um, the, the 19, uh, late 70s, early 80s Pinto. Oh, so good. So I, I, good. I specifically want the one that if the left blinker was on when you got rear-ended, it was going to explode. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think that's what you got to have, you know? It, yeah. Now, we're obviously, we're going to replace the electrical system in it. Well, yeah. But, you know, like, I want an AMC Gremlin, you know, like, so bad. You know, the black one with the gold stripes, you know, yes. or, or just... just and, and I've even come to the conclusion after listening to some podcasts from car guys and stuff of that nature that I don't even really want to make the outside look good. I want I want to leave the patina on the outside. See, I want a minty fresh one and just and have people and just like go crazy on the paint and make and just find the wheels and rechrome them and, and all that stuff and make it so beautiful. And everyone goes, why? Why? Why would you well, well, do that? Well, that's actually the other option on that because it goes from one extreme to the other. It goes from either leave the patina on the outside, just make the inside comfortable and put an engine in it that really runs and, and all that good stuff, or matte black with pinstriping. Oh, just sweet. <laughs> you know, and I, like it is, and just no, be but, proud of it. You know, take it to Cars and Coffee, and everybody's like, but, why is this here? Well, f find somebody who can manage to put a V8 in it or something like that. Oh, yeah. No, I, well, you know, before before the housing crash, which which tells you how long ago this was, we, uh, me and, and a former co-host of mine had a custom car business where we would take old Jaguars with the Lucas wiring and the crap engines they had and, you know, like an XJ12 or an XJ6 or whatever, and we would put crate motors american crate motors and then just completely redo the wiring in them the wiring harness and all that kind of so it all worked and it was all like chevy underneath so it sounded like a vet but it was a jaguar we made about six of them and they were they i mean they sold like crazy and then the housing 
crash happened and, and all like 2008 and it was just all bad after that. But we made quite a few of them. Well, let me rephrase that. I made quite a few of them. He, he purchased, <laughs> supervised. All, supervised, supervised, and all that kind of stuff. But it was great, right? We, he, he was management. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, fantastic, fantastic stuff, right? And it's, it wouldn't be the first time I'd stuffed a weird ass engine in a car. Anyway, um, yes. So all that to say, high point. <laughs> 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 High Point has released the Yeet Cannon. Now, not the C9 with Yeet Cannon just printed on the side. No, no, no. This no. is the YC9 Yeet Cannon. It is the actual gun, the one that has been in development since before the pandemic. The YC9, if you don't know about this, and it's it's one of Jake and I's favorite guns to talk about because it's kind of an ugly duckling. <laughs> In fact, it's not kind of. It's it's hideous. The problem is, and this is this is the big problem with everybody who who has been involved with this or ever tested one, is apparently this thing is one hundred percent indestructible. It'll yes. shoot uh, no matter what you do to it. It doesn't matter what you do. You think a Glock is sturdy? This thing is is made of unobtainium, apparently. Well, and, and the reason why they call it the Yeet Cannon is because once it's empty, it's heavy enough that you can beat somebody with it. Oh, it's so great. And I want one so bad. I have not seen I like I have not seen one in any store or even uh, able to order them. Have you? No. I, I saw the, the I got the um on uh, in, uh um social media the uh, release the finally released announcement from High Point, but no, I haven't seen one actually for sale yet. God, do you know how much they're going to go for? Have they have they told anybody yet? Uh, MSRP on it is two hundred and twelve dollars. Oh God, I'm still going to have one of these, <laughs> which means it's going to sell for like one hundred and seventy. Oh, I'm still going to have one. You th- <laughs> you guys think we're joking? Both he and I are going to have one. Okay. I mean, it comes with it comes with a threaded barrel, a threaded barrel. Like anyone's going to be able to silence the thing. The action is louder than the actual. Oh, it's so but, good. But, but but I am going to put a a big ass compensator on the end of it. <laughs> not only not only that, but on the top of it, you get, you've got a plate that's replaceable either with a standard red dot or a Picatinny rail. I'm going to put a red dot on this thing, and I'm going to have a custom holster made. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to put a red dot. I'm going to put a scope on the top of it because this is going to look. This is going to be my Han Solo gun. Oh, that's so. If awesome. I put a compensator on the front of it and a scope on the top of it, I it's bow gonna to look your like... worthiness. That is that is classy, <laughs> sir. I, not not only that, but I'm, I'm going to get in like a one of those offset. Um, things uh, uh mounts for the picatinny rail so that it actually does sit off to the side like han solo's gun oh my god that's awesome <laughs> i gonna, i yield to your worthiness horrible. Oh, it's, it's gonna be horrible oh it's gonna be terrible to shoot too i mean <laughs> with all the weight to the side <laughs> it's gonna be so good i want one so bad i know i know that's terrible and if you've ever seen these things guys they do, look do you terrible. think they'll even do you even think they'll let me in the range if i come in with that in a drop leg holster <laughs> Oh my God! I, like most of the most of the ranges around here won't even let you wear a holster like that. Uh, oh no! I, 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 but but I no, I mean the outdoor range. Oh, 
You're right. Two. The indoor range, you have to come in with everything cased and packed. Yeah, but the outdoor range, it's kind of like if I walk up with there, if I walk up to the pistol range with the uh, with that in a drop leg holster, tactical holster, do you think they're just going to look at me and go, "No, you are not welcome here." I uh, this is my plan. I'm going to get one and I'm going to put a uh, uh, red dot on it. And I'm going to get. I, ha- I already have the guy I know I want to take it to. He makes custom Western holsters. He's the guy who made my Western holster for my 22 uh, bird's head, my heritage. Yeah, do, do you think he has enough leather to make a holster for this? <laughs> and he's going to make a holster, and I want it Western tooled, and I want it to say Yeet on the holster. Oh, God. And just, just like custom, like Yeet on the holster. And then in silver by the way, with a bunch of silver bling on it and stuff like that. And then I'm going to get a gun belt for it. Not just a, not just the holster, but the whole belt. And I'm going to have uh nine by 19 bullet hole loops in it. And uh, I'm going to bring that to the rent. I that is going to happen. I'm going to have a Western quick draw holster built for the Yeet cannon. It, the holster will cost more than the gun. I'm not even kidding about that. Oh, it is going to be fantastic. And everybody's well, going to go, why? They actually have a couple of the loops that will hold magazines, too. Oh, no, that's uh, absolutely. But that's that's going to be like on my left side where I can actually draw them from. But around the back, oh, yeah, bullet loopholes. Oh, it's going to be great. Um, and then I will practice quick draw with this. And I'm going to have the holster where it's slung low like John Wayne style where I've got the thigh thong uh to tie around and, my thigh and yeah and dear listener being the especially consider the fact that he's in texas he is going to be openly wearing this praying for an active shooter situation so that he can so there can actually be a headline active shooter taken out with yeet cannon that i will be the guy yeah yeet cannon saves the day <laughs> high point will have me on their website oh yeah with my yeet holster and my gun belt. Oh, yes. it's going to be amazing. See, I can't even like put that into my backpack for daily carry. It would it would take out tear out a shoulder. Oh, it's so great. I I want one so bad. It, like there's there's no uh, there's no amount of fun you couldn't have with this. Like this no. This is and the worst part about it is if something bad happens to it, oh well. Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> you know, like NWA that stuff, you know, throw it in the gutter and go buy another I mean, dude, it doesn't matter. Like, who cares? Oh, it's so fantastic. Like, and I know I say I have a love of pretty things, but this is so ugly, it's pretty. Okay. Oh, absolutely. It is, and I, and I, and if you don't understand what I'm saying about that, or you know what I mean about that, just, just, just the raw functionality of it and the cheapness of it make it beautiful. You know, and that's that's just kind of it's the best I can describe it. It is it is fantastic in every way, and I must have one. It has killed us that it has taken three three and a half years. Because I think it was yeah. two nineteen twenty thousand nineteen or two thousand nineteen when they when they announced the YC nine was was actually coming out the new redesigned YC nine, and then we we didn't see anything, right? Like nothing. Well, it was it was announced the uh, the last pre pandemic shot show. Yeah, because they had a three D printed one. You had shot show, and then literally a month and a half later, you had everything shut down. Lockdowns, yeah. Uh, so I, we're very excited about this. This now, real talk. Do you want tactical peanut butter or do you want black? 
Ooh, that's actually uh, see. I'm gonna have to go with black since the fact that I'm going with Han Solo. Now, here. see, I'm going black too because that's gonna be I'm getting a black holster. So <laughs> that's what I had to do. But but I, with you, I, there was a shot that you might want tactical peanut butter because I, I know how you like that sort of thing. Uh, once again, considering the goal is to make it look like a crappy Han Solo <laughs> firearm. Crappy yeah, ass no, broom it... handle Mauser. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw I saw one at a show and it was it was non functional. And I'm like, Okay, let's be calm. Have you seen someone turn an AR into the, the Han Solo pistol? No. Well, it, it actually, it's not an AR. It's, um, I think it's, it has to be like a scar or something like Oh, you, okay. No, be, I see. Yeah, they took the a, lower. You're not going to have a buffer, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I and see. Put like, a, put like a three-inch barrel with a compensator on the front of it and, you know, put a uh, scope on the top of it. Next thing you know, they're like, Han Solo in 223. <laughs> it doesn't kick at all. Um, no, it was, it was a crappy kind of sort of rusted out C96 Mauser. Uh, it did not have now the first thing to break on all those things is the stock which is actually the holster for it um there like nobody has a functioning stock holster they they all broke they were actually pretty pretty badly made and and cheaply made and and they all broke now they have reproductions of them i don't care about any of that because much like jake the only reason i want one is because it's a han solo gun Right, the Hans, For those of you who are not familiar or who didn't grow up with this, Han Solo for the movie Star Wars carried his laser pistol was a quote-unquote modified C96. They dressed it up to make it look like a laser pistol, but it was a C96 because it looked interesting, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, there are whole videos on uh, the stuff that they have made Star Wars props out of just because it looked interesting. Right. You know, there's microphone cases and, you know, shavers and all like all kinds of stuff. And Han Solo's gun was a C96 and it was a Mauser C96 broom handle Mauser, if you want to call it that. And I saw one at a show the other day. And if he wanted less money for it, I'd have just picked it up, even though it wasn't working, because what I was going to do is turn it into freaking Han Solo's gun. Right. Like, I, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> I was like, this is perfect. It doesn't even run. You know, like, it's not even actually a firearm anymore. It's just a really interesting looking lump of metal and wood, you know. And I, I'm like, oh, but he wanted like 600 bucks for it. And I'm like, uh, no. You know, and he's like, oh, no, what's interesting? You might not know about this. I'm like, I know what it is. <laughs> you don't have to. Tell, <laughs> you don't have to give me the. I know what this is. Um <laughs> And still, no. Yeah, and still, I'm not paying 600 bucks for that. You know, if it was like 375, 400, sure. You know, like I'll I'll buy that for a Han Solo because all it's going to do is I'm going to put it in a shadow box that I can open and close so I can take it out, and play with it, and put it up on the wall. Right, that's what I'm going to do. But totally worth it as far as I'm concerned. But um, yeah, I I I didn't like the the uh, Beretta Cheetah. ADX, um, just because of the handle. Um, if they ever fix that or make one, make a version, because Beretta does this all the time. They'll they'll make as they've always done with the Cheetah. There's like ten different versions of the Cheetah. Yeah, and so Beretta's famous for that. Ah, look, we changed the handle. You know, we changed the grip. Ciao. You know. <laughs> well, most most places are actually making their firearms very very customizable, and to the point where everybody's picked up on the. Sig concept of we're just going to make the action serialized. Yeah, and um, you can have all the rest of this however you want it. You know, 
But Beretta still does the whole, nope, we're going to make an entire new gun. Yeah, no, that's that's the Beretta's way. <laughs> this is the, the 80s series, and uh, so the 80X... Hey, you know, the ADX one, the 81 X, you know, like that's how they're going to do it. And, and you, you don't know exactly how they're going to change it, but they, they're really famous for doing that. So if they do one without the straight grip and they do a palm swell in the backstrap, I'm there. Uh, but right now I find it kind of difficult to shoot and I shoot my current cheetah way, way better. And that's my, that's my carry gun. So I'm not going to screw with that right now. Plus, they want eight hundred dollars for it. Anyway, uh, well, I, I well, I mean, have you seen how much Henrys are going for these days? Holy crap! I'm glad I got the ones I have because they are be, be, because well, then that's because they're not only that they're rare because Henry's not shipping that much lately. Really? Uh, however, they're just because they're not. I mean, and not only that, can you find a Marlin out there yet? Uh, no, I haven't seen a lot of Marlins right yeah. now. So, so actually what I was in the, 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 what I was actually going to the store to look for just to start planning it out in my head, though it's going to be a bit of time before I can afford it, is I wanted to get another Rossi 92. <laughs> because I'm going to tack that sucker out. Nice. I'm going to replay it because, because th- that was the other thing is, is, when I was looking at the stuff that you can buy to tactical out either a Marlin or a Henry, and my first thought process was I was going to buy whichever one's cheaper at the time, and and do that, uh, you know, you you obviously at the top it says Henry parts, right underneath that it goes Marlin parts, and then in tiny little things underneath that it says Rossi parts, and I went, <laughs> oh, okay. So, so what I'm looking for is a 357 Rossi to to do all the tactical. Really, put the 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 tactical stock on it and the tactical forend on it. You know, put the Picatinny rail and just kind of make it into a anti personnel tactical lever action. <laughs> you know, those tactical lever actions are getting super popular, especially after Wick Four. Well, it, it, you got two things going on. You've got WIC Four, and then the concerted effort to make the semi-automatic ARs and and such illegal. Yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, you want a tactical rifle? Here you go. You just have to work a lever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the around here that um, you know, like a forty four mag lever action Henry is is like a thousand dollars now. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I, I remember when they used to be like seven fifty eight hundred, and that's that they've gone up one hundred and fifty bucks in a couple of years. I mean, uh-huh. just ridiculous amounts of, uh, I mean, if you think about it, that's like 10, 15%, guys. Well, be- because they're really, 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 really in demand. I mean, even the prices on the Rossies went up. I mean, the time that I bought a Rossi, I got it for five. Yeah. Nowadays, they're they're up close to seven to eight. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, a lot of that stuff, and anything that says Henry on it is going to be more. Um, it's It's just... It's ridiculous how how expensive they're. I didn't know they weren't shipping a whole lot right now though. Well, that's weird. No. Why, why is that? I, there wasn't an answer as to why. It was kind of like, wow, you know, because my statement was, is wow, you guys actually have several Henrys, and you he, he went, yeah, but they're they're tough to come by. And I went, really? And he's like, yeah, they're just not shipping out a whole lot. I mean, you 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 literally can't get one of the uh, polymer X models. Wow. You just you, you can't get one. You know, it's weird because uh, I have, uh, as you remember, I bought a Homesteader. It was like number, it was they under. They did have those in stock, though. And you can find those. And the price hasn't gone up on them. 
right? Because they no. started the launch price was about eight hundred bucks, and that's what I paid for mine. And 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 I think it's because I think it's still because it's a semi-automatic. Yeah. Because yeah. once again, everybody's worried that if you buy a semi-automatic rifle, depending on who wins the next election, you may not be able to keep it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the thing. I think it's great. It is a wonderful, wonderful little carbine, pistol car- caliber carbine. You know I love those, um, as do you. Yes. Um, but they have them around because I think a lot of, like you're saying, a lot of people aren't buying them. Um, yeah. It's a beautiful system. Beautiful. I think after the next election, people are going to, I mean, they'll just be gone because people are just snapping off like crazy or will snap them up like crazy because it's a fantastic firearm. It really is. I mean, it's it's as good as good goes. I mean, uh, once I got the uh, the Glock mags to to work in it, great. I mean, dude, that thing is just a machine. It is awesome. Uh, well, I mean, you, you've you've got people who are not necessarily in the race yet, but threatening to run for president, who are also proposing, you know, pushing through an amendment for uh, to repeal the Second Amendment. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just stupid. <laughs> Um, I, 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 some of that stuff you just can't believe it. Well, hey, the the guy who's going to be doing it, I see. I, I'm I'm really hoping he does get to run for president because I want to see if someone's smart enough to win the debate and win a debate with him. And the only way you need to, because you only need to say one word to win a de- debate with him, you just need to basically hold your hands out and go and shrug and go, hey, California. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, if you do that, you've won the debate. It's on fire. <laughs> hey, you, California. <laughs> you really messed that up, didn't you? Um, uh, there's there's a ton of well, and hell, to, that's how Michael Dukakis lost. I mean, somebody just shrugged and went Massachusetts at the time. Massachusetts was a disaster, like California is now. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just terrible. That's, that's how he lost. Somebody just shrugged and went, hey. Massachusetts. Uh, oh, it's sort of like—is that uh, what you want? <laughs> it's sort of like Beto running in uh, in Texas. It's oh, just God. like we're not going to take your gun. I'm going to take hell yes. I'm going to like the that man lost the election <laughs> with those two words. <laughs> hell yes. Did, have you seen the things online where it looks like Biden called beat Buttigieg Secretary Buttigieg. Booty Dance? <laughs> Secretary Buttigieg. That's Buttigieg. Secretary Buttigieg. Thank you, Secretary Buttigieg. <laughs> <laughs> you called your homosexual Secretary Trans- Transportation Buttigieg. <laughs> Secretary Buttigieg. I mean, it was even better than him falling downstairs. You know, it's just it's so freaking good. Thank you, Secretary Buttigieg. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's so bad because I didn't know Idiocracy was going to be a documentary <laughs> within, our, within our lifetime. In our in our lifetime, I did not know it was going to be documentary inside of our lifetime. You know, I mean, it's just so funny. The worst part about it is, is that with the writer and actor strike on. Our TV is going to be all that crappy uh, reality TV shit the guy was watching on TV for the next year. It's going to be exactly the same thing. You're going to see people like you know rowing for dollars and stuff like that. Oh, dude! It, yeah. Oh no, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be it's going to be terrible. 
<laughs> and the first in the, in the, in the first um, uh, streaming service that goes ahead and just says we're going to do Running Man. Oh, I mean, find find us the death row inmates. We're doing Running Man. I, it'd it'd get better ratings than half the crap they have on now. Or 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 actually, let's let's update it a little bit. Give us the death row inmates. We're doing Squid Game. You know, it's it is the uh, is the one of the biggest shows Netflix has put on. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. That it has gotten to the point where were he on the ticket, I would vote for Dwayne Alonzo Mountain Dew Camacho. <laughs> you can't do any worse. That, actually, yeah. actually, what I've been what I'm doing is is um, now the, the one I saw in the last election was um, Cthulhu, but I'm going to do one with Darth Vader. Get my wife to do one with Darth Vader, uh, uh, Hans Gruber, just about any movie villain you can think of, and it's going to be why vote the lesser evil, vote Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the I one mean, I saw, the one I saw originally was why choose the lesser evil, vote Cthulhu. Um, but I'm I'm going to have one made for just about every movie villain that you can think of. Oh, it's just I, like. If you want one, let me know. I'll send you one. Just tell me who you want it to be. Man, it's just you're you're just like uh, why 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 are we here? Tacked out Rossi. Tacked out Rossi. Let's go back to topic. Tacked out Rossi ninety two three fifty seven Magnum. Uh, this is going to be fun. I think so. I think it'll be neat, dude. I mean, like that. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff you could do. Well, with I, that. I I don't have the heart to do it to a Henry. I don't either. Like I, I like every time you look at a Henry and you're like, but it's perfect, <laughs> but it's so pretty. Uh, I, I, I would have considered doing it with a Marlin, but, you know, a Rossi. Yeah. Just just pull the front end off of it. Pull it. it yeah. Um, it, maybe put put a fake suppressor on the end of it just to make it look really cool. <laughs> I'm just I like that's kind of what Rossi's are for. Like Shannon's favorite ranch gun is a Rossi. It's uh well they they actually started making a a thirty thirty because it's getting tough to find the mar well you can't find a Marlins but it's even getting tough finding the Henry thirty thirties and well, it actually if and if you didn't know what you were looking at the way the way that if you didn't know what you were looking at the the um the ninety twos look like Winchesters mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh if you didn't know what you were looking at the Rossi thirty thirty looks like an old three thirty six that's pretty cool yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, See, if uh, now, once again, if you know what you're looking at, you can tell. But at the same time, that's what it's designed to look like is an old is an old Marlin 336. See, I, and what's wrong with that? You know, it's inexpensive. You can find it. You can find parts for it. You can you can dress it up however you want to. Uh, like I said, you know, we have um, Shannon's ranch gun, like the one she will throw in the truck to take to the ranch for safety and and all that kind of stuff. Is an is a uh, a Rossi. Uh, Tuffy Green, the uh, 410 break open. It's got yep. uh, the saddle on either side, so we do people stoppers on one side and we do snake shot on the other. And uh, she goes out. They have uh, out at the ranch. Uh, we have a uh, six acre lake, and what she'll she loves to kayak, so she'll kayak around that and she'll throw that. Now I've cut the barrel down to 18 and a half uh, for her. And she throws it in the kayak with her in case she runs across water moccasins. And cool, yeah, it works great. 
Well, the other thing is, is that with the Henry 410 Axe that I've got, you know, I've, I'm seeing if I can poke you into making a stock for it at some point in life. Um, but uh, that's the same thing I plan on eventually doing with that is, is that I was talking about with the 1022 is just put an 18 and a half inch barrel on it. Yeah, there you go. Legal now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just fine. I mean, and, you, and if the apocalypse comes, I can I pull out the back of the thing and just swap it out. Next thing you know, I've got a nice backpack gun. There you go. You know, uh, I, it's it's and uh, it's we've been practicing uh, practical skills here um, very recently, you know, because uh, Bon is much like us, a bit of a prepper. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's, he does stuff. So one of the things he's like, son, you need to practice. You need to be good at this in case firearms are a thing of the past, you know? And I'm like, okay, cool. You just want me to shoot archery because you're better at it than I am. And he's like, well, yes, I, exactly. I have, con- <laughs> yes, I have considered going out and buying a crossbow um, going, and so, so that if I have to go full Daryl. Bonus thing is, is you know, crossbows are hard to load. They take a long time. You can get, like, ten arrows out in the time it takes you to load a crossbow. And I'm like, actually, that's probably true. And we enjoy shooting archery in the backyard, uh, which, uh, if you guys remember the last cast, I had kind of started that process and everything. Well, I f- yeah, yes, but I'm not going to whack my thumb with the string and die screaming while holding my thumb with it uh, being eaten by zombies if I have a crossbow. <laughs> Well, actually, I found, you know, I, I was, I'm convinced that, you know, at its heart, archery is is basically a spring and a stick, and I'm, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's basically what it is. It's been used for thousands of years, and I was like, well, there's got to be a way I can get through this. So, I put a hunting sight on on a bow, and it worked out very well. I bought a tachyon. Um, I mentioned in the last cast. Well, I. I went and found another bow. It's almost exactly the same, but for some reason it's different. I think the handle's a little different or a little thicker or something. Something about it is different because um, I bought a Samic Sage, and if you don't know what that is, it is the most commonly sold takedown recurve in the world. They, they've sold almost a million of them at this point, and everyone says it's the best takedown recurve for learning to shoot archery well, and I put a hunting sight on that, and... I drug my groups down from at 15 to 20, 25 yards down to I can keep three arrows in a quarter if I do have a really good flight in the size of a quarter on a bullseye. And I'm like, holy crap, it really is that good. And the thing about it is the Samic Sage is 150 bucks. I mean, it's just not an expensive bow at all. You don't have to spend $1,000. You don't have to spend $500. You don't have to spend 250 It's 150 bucks. Everything you need comes in the box, and except for the bow sight. But other than that, it, it it's just perfect. And I've been shooting that, and it's just it's just been fun, you know. It's it's been incredibly fun to shoot. And I'm like, oh, this is what everybody's talking about. <laughs> like you don't have to spend a ton of money because my my father has probably twenty twenty five bows, uh, half of which are long bows and the other half are probably recurves. He's got a thousand dollar Great Plains uh, Estacado Type B recurve. I mean, I pick it up and you can see that it's made of quality materials, but I can't hit crap with it because <laughs> for me it's unbalanced. <laughs> Whereas I can take this hundred and fifty dollar basic quote unquote beginner hunting target bow and I can hit anything you want under twenty five yards. Anything. Doesn't matter. 
you know, give me, I'll hit it. It's it's fantastic. I I've been doing triple bulls. Did you hit the moving target yet? I haven't tried moving targets yet. I'm just trying to to get down now. The problem is it's been so damn hot here that even in the mornings it's still 85 degrees before the sun's come up. So, <laughs> you, you know, when it's light out, it's it, it gets over 90 very fast and it gets to 100 mid morning. So I don't have a long time to shoot, and uh, I try and get some some archery in every morning because you can do it in the backyard, right? It's quiet. You can put a backstop up. You shoot towards the backyard. I got a field behind me. Doesn't matter, and it's really nice, but you're just so freaking hot <laughs> that it's just I can't get a lot of it done. So I haven't tried any cool moving targets or, or anything like that. And it's just like that's the next step, though. Right? Well, yeah, but you'll be out there doing doing that when I'm up here shoveling snow. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't that doesn't because you can shoot archery or guns when it's not, you know, in the winter down here because it just doesn't get that cold. 40 degrees is about as cold as it gets most days in the winter here. Like, it's it's not freezing. It's rare to have a freezing day. I, I don't think I'd ever even own a, you know, I know I wouldn't own a coat if I lived in, in Texas. Well, sometimes, like, we had that, you know, snowmageddon a couple of years ago. Yeah, I still probably wouldn't own a coat. I mean, It was minus six, a... dude. <laughs> you telling me you're going to go out in a t-shirt and minus six with no, three feet of snow? Sweatshirt weather. <laughs> Sweatshirt weather. <laughs> Sweatshirt weather. <laughs> now, are you wearing shorts or pants? Oh, shorts. Oh, God. The You're... only reason I wear pants is if I actually had to go someplace formal. Uh, we will never live in the same place, sir, because uh, I can't live in that <laughs> cold and you can't live in this heat. <laughs> we can visit, but I ain't, I ain't living in that. Holy crap. <laughs> That is, I'm not built for that kind of cold, man. That is, it sucks. And never been snow skiing, have you? I, I, I did when I was in my teens, but um, I'll be honest, it's been a while. Uh, it's that's that's when I did, and I was cold the entire time. I like, I'm like, well, how does how do you warm up your extremities? I'm like, holy crap, it's cold out here. They're like, you no, move them, you move them, but you're miserable on the ski lift. Oh, dude, it's just like, I'm like, I'm going to be a Sean Sickle when they get me off of this freaking lift, you know, because it takes forever, and you're and you're in the wind, and it's all the stuff, and the snow is blowing in your freaking face, and I'm like, this is misery incarnate. I hate this. Uh, I, what I, you know, they talk about layers and stuff like that. The What I used to ski in was a pair of shell pants and like boxer shorts underneath, not even like <laughs> long underwear. Um, and then for a top, I had a shell over top of a sweatshirt because the sweatshirt was coming off and going in my backpack as soon as I had a couple of runs in by the time I started moving. And it was so it was just to keep the wind off and dry. You suck. That's all I'm saying. I look like the freaking Michelin man out there just kind of. <laughs> I can't put my arms down, you know, like I like <laughs> I was in so and I was still cold, man. It was I, I was probably 19. I, I might have weighed 175 pounds and I, it was I, it yeah, was the, the coldest I've ever been. I hated the, it. The only time I've ever complained is I was actually up in Vermont at one point in time. But the, in the and it wasn't even the temperature. The wind was so bad. Um, that first of all, at one point in time, they had to shut down the, um, the ski lifts because it was literally blowing them horizontal. Um, 
but what we started doing once they opened up the ski lifts again is it was on a mountain in which that even though they had trails, you were allowed to ski wherever you wanted. So we just went into the trees. Now, I did eventually hit one of said trees, but <laughs> which is why to this day I have a goofy shoulder. I uh, I went in early because as the as it started, you know, because when the sun's out, it's a couple of degrees warmer, right? Yeah. Well, as the sun starts to set, it gets cold fast, and I wanted to go in early. And the girl that I went with, um, she was a trooper about it, but I was being a little bitch, and I was so cold, and I was shaking, and my I couldn't feel my lips anymore, and I was just I'm, I was done. I was over it. So we get back into the lodge, and you know we go to our room, and she wanted to get frisky and amorous because it was beautiful, and they had the big bay windows, and we had a fire going, and we had, you know, snugglers, you know, the little chocolate cocoa drinks that they give you with uh-huh. vodka in them and stuff. And I was, it was like the first time in my life where I was not having it. I <laughs> I got under all the blankets, threw everything on the bed. She was like, oh, this is so romantic. I grabbed her, put her on my stomach to try and warm me up, like, curled up in the fetal position with me <laughs> hugging her and just shook for an hour until her body heat warmed my ass up and then I went to sleep and I'm like this is the worst trip I've ever had like her her backing up into me still didn't do anything for me there was like no performance going on I was just trying to get warm I'm a Texas boy I don't belong here I want to go home <laughs> the, the, the one the one of the times I, I took a, a girl I was dating at the time skiing, and she had never been skiing before. And I said, "That's fine. I'll go ski by myself, and you take a couple lessons, and then we'll we'll spend uh, we'll meet the up later. afternoon." Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "No, no, I don't, I don't want to go lesson. Why don't you? You can just teach me." I'm like, "No, no, no. You need to take a ski lesson." Sure. So, and she she argued with me, and I just put my foot down. And it was funny because we were going up the lift that afternoon after she'd taken a couple ski lessons. And all of a sudden, we hear just the foulest language being <laughs> screamed on the mountain. And we look down, and there is a woman on the mountain throwing her equipment down the mountain, <laughs> screaming at the top of her lungs at a guy who is now at the bottom of the mountain with his hands out wide like, what? What? And I looked at her and I went, that is why I did not teach you how to ski. <laughs> that is, that is, see that? That is exactly what has happened. That is That that could be us right now. Yeah. Yeah. I actually got back from that ski trip. She did not call me back. Well, we, we broke up immediately after, <laughs> afterwards. She's like, you were no fun on that trip at all. <laughs> I was trying to be romantic. I'm like, I was trying to be warm. That's what I was trying to be. It is too cold for me to do anything about this. I'm never going to do that again. And I never have. By the way, it's, it's not something I'm interested in. I don't want to do that. Um, my girls can, like, they'll go out and shoot archery in the backyard. Like, Kayla goes out in shorts and a tank top and bare feet and shoots archery. And it's 112. And she's perfectly fine because she's grown up here. She She was born here. So the heat really doesn't bother either one of my girls. Like, they can go out and shoot with us. They can go out and fishing. They can go out and jump on the trampoline. It's 112 degrees. Sun's beating down. Oppressive. And they're out jumping on the trampoline like, yay, it's fun. I'm like, you people are insane. (laughs) Shannon will go out and kayak. It's 100. uh, no, No kidding. She threw her gun in the kayak, went out to the ranch. Brought her kayak out on the water. It is a hundred and fifteen degrees, 
and she kayaks in full sun for two hours. I'm like, I would I would be the dead guy in the kayak. I'd just be a dried up crypt keeper husk. Like all the moisture would have left my body. Like, but Texas girls, it does doesn't seem to bother them. Like the the heat, they're just like, well, it's hot. You know, take some water. Like that's that's all you'll get. Just, just don't forget to hydrate. Yeah, you're an insane. Just like the girl who loves skiing. I'm like, you're an insane person. I cannot believe I'm married to you. This is not right. You're not. You are broken. You are broken in the brain. But they're all like that like down here. The heat just does not bother them. Well, it's hot, but I'm going to go out and ride my bike. I'm like, it's 110. No, I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, Dad, it's, well, it's but, not being safe. But you, but you get the opposite when you, as far as going north. What you can start getting is, it's cold, but I'm still going to go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. What is wrong with you people? Do you, do, you, do you want to go sit on the back deck? It's like 10 degrees outside. Yeah, it'll be a little cold. We'll, we'll set up the fire pit. Yeah, I'm going to hug the fire pit. <laughs> Put me on the spit roast of the fire pit. But by, by the way, I, I, I will give you some commiseration because the uh, the young lady that you went skiing with, I'm going to get, you said you're about 19 years old? Yes. That explains it because what she was not smart enough to recognize is that's what they make hot tubs for. Oh, my God. That would have been amazing. <laughs> then I would have been amorous. Yes, absolutely. Warm no, my no, no, ass it, up. That, that's exactly what they make hot tubs for. Yeah. Well, the only hot tub they had was like kind of a public one, um, which would have warmed me up, though. Like, I exactly. wish I'd have known about that. That would have been great or thought about that. But I was 19. I was stupid. I was just like, no, I want no, covers. I, I, I was blaming it on her because she she's obviously been there before. She, she knows has. these yeah. things. No, she well, she lived around there. So it wasn't like um because she lived I in promise Colorado. you at some I'm promise you at some point since then she's been hot tubbing in the dead of winter oh I'm sure and that'll keep your that'll keep yourself warm you know you can keep you oh can yeah keep warm with that that's fine you can, you can be a minus whatever and you can be in a hot tub everything's cool you know it's all good no that was not how she did that and um I I was misery it was just misery <laughs> it was misery incorporated right there. just shook with her like curled up with her on my chest in the fetal position for an hour that's how cold I was. I just did, I wasn't warming up. And she's just going, well, this isn't what I had. In this life. sucks. <laughs> she did say that at one point. She's like, okay, are you just going to do this? I'm like, I am not warm, and no, I am not moving. She's like, well, this sucks. Like, yes, it does. that's what I've been telling you all day, that this sucks. I don't, I don't like this at all. You know, find a northern kid. I don't, I don't know was born in Mississippi. I lived most of my life in Texas. I am not born for this, okay? Heat, I gotcha, okay? I can deal with that. Humidity, I can deal with that. This is beyond my experience. So, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> guys, the uh, enjoy, smoke them while you got them, because uh, depending on what kind of political stuff or what kind of uh, stuff happens in the next year or two, um, just have some fun. Also, I've heard uh, rumors that uh, the military is is buying up a lot of ammunition contracts, and it might be hard to find ammunition soon again. Well, that that is one of the things that they've got going on in order to once it, look. I, I guess the best way to put it is you've got one of two two uh, conspiracy theories that goes along with this one. Conspiracy theory number one: war is coming. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we, that, that's a whole rigmarole that you can go into. Um, the conspiracy theory number two 
is if they can't ban guns, they're going to buy up all the ammunition. Mm-hmm. So, uh, welcome to the new world. <laughs> Enjoy them while you got them, guys. <laughs> well, if we just buy all the ammunition, there won't be any for anybody else. You know, Chris Rock had it right in the 90s. Bullet control. You don't need I, I think control. That's... You need bullet control. <laughs> I... I... If we're going to go there, my favorite is still uh, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> the, first, the First Amendment is there for a reason. It's first for a reason. The second one is there in case the first doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> and both are true. So, uh, you know what, guys? Have a fantastic week, month, whatever it is. And uh, you got anything else, sir? I do not. Right on. I'm going to go back and play some more Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> Skyrim Anniversary Edition over here. Uh, so anyway, uh, you guys have a fantastic week. Have a fantastic rest of your month. And uh, Labor Day, I think, is, is coming up here. So um, you know what? You guys enjoy that. And we will see you next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.